Looking to make your locker room pop? Looking to refresh your look? Looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that's sideline to sideline. our favorite week it's turkey week hello everybody terry bennett great goodwin here side of sideline brought to you by si design and printing it's the last show of the night so our apologies but it's also the fun show of the night it's the 4a show how you doing buddy doing great doing great man turn you up there sorry about that should i go ahead with my uh confessional my admission. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, did it. Hang on, hang on. on the last show, we got to do it like. Uh, and it, th- this is a big thing on YouTube where people have to make their apology, and they're usually really bad apologies. Yeah, well, this um, could be a good apology. So Grant, Grant has something to say to the Texas high school football fandom. It's going to hurt some people. We do apologize for that. Yes. No. Shall I look into the camera when but, I say it? Yeah. Hang on, hang on. But I, I'm helping you out here. Okay. Know that Grant's going to grow from this mistake. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a better person. Mm-hmm. A better well. Yeah, probably not. A better broadcast. You no, know what? Grant's uh, just going to be here. That That's all we can say. Grant, what is your confession? Texas high school football world. I have sinned as I went There's to. There's a lot for me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Are you verklempt? Yeah, verklempt. I went to a basketball game <gasps> on Sunday, <gasps> which is during the Texas high school football playoffs. I mean, normally at this point, you're on max preps, trolling through the roster. <laughs> Somebody said that once. Yeah, we're max preps warriors. Yeah, I know. Whatever. But you, yeah, you sinned against football. Yeah. So I am sorry about the basketball game during – it could have been worse. I'm not trying to make up for myself. It could have been hockey or something. Hey, hockey's awesome, dude. Dallas Stars 11-4-1. and one. How Just do you be- know that during football season? You're not supposed to be watching hockey. Okay, I've got to – what can we – We both bitch. need to grab – Playoff Wait, what tree. about the Ranger World Series? Is that uh, okay? No, it nothing is okay, okay. during football season. It's football hands. only playoff tree. For, forgive forgive us as we have sinned. We have sinned. This is confessional, so it's a Catholic tree. Um, and the tree says what? Ten football hell marys. No, it says what have you sinned? Oh yeah, what, oh, I'm sorry. Potty. What have you? What have you, you sinned for? Thank you, God. Grant, is this about the hookers? Well, can we come back to that one? Later? What about the blow? 
Can we come back to that one? What later? about the hookers and the blow? Let's go to the basketball, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what shall I do about the basketball, not the hookers and blow? You've got to read 25 max prep rosters, say five Hail Marys, and you have to face the Duncanville defensive line naked. How? Naked. Wow. That's hot. I'm a little kid. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I mean, that's gross. And no. Um, so Duncanville, North Shore, Hail Marys. And hey, that happened once. Eight touchdowns. Newton's going to score on Harmony. Oh, oh, yeah. We had a debate about that in one quarter. You know, oh. In the 16 years, <laughs> in the 16, Dang. 16 Football years, God, really? Yeah, he's me. already punishing you. In the 16 years that we've done this, mm-hmm. I've only heard one other thing worse than that. What? Listen. Oh, God. X-Go, we got to do it early because we got right into the, the show. This is your own X-Go, deliver to you. He's a real coach in the Texas high school football world. Is he, though? I mean, that's... So he easy. says he's a real coach. Anybody can make up a resume. Hey, you know, it is weird, though. So they show. So he sent us. I got on this show with my resume. <laughs> and you're believing his resume? Me being desperate for a co-host. Um, you know, he did show the team pictures uh, that they took. And it was weird that, like your sister in the wedding pictures, he was like <laughs> 75 feet off into the right. Behind the fence. Behind the fence. <laughs> and there was two cop cars. It was almost like, and he was in an orange jumpsuit. It was almost like they let him out for the moment. Anyway. It's <laughs> like that guy you see on the sidelines that we see all the time. The hangers on that dress like the coaches that aren't coaches. Oh, and they every play is a penalty. Oh, my God, that was holding. Dude, they, they just came out for the opening kickoff. Nobody's moved. How did you see it? It was holding. All right, here's what Coach X has to say. The great... The greatest eight words in the history of podcasting. Let's see what Coach X has to say. Hasn't been mm. said much the past two weeks. Oh, sure. You forgot, Bam Bam. Sure you did. Or is that my words are so perfect? Because, you know, I have the best words. They're so perfect. In fact, I have like a 97% winning percentage that you couldn't bring yourself to reading my words. Man, Coach X is killing me in picks this year. I told that's what I'm saying. So let's just not say them that way. It's like it never happened. Well, Terrence, silence is not golden. Give the people the voice of the people. Read through the voice of the oppression. Sar Bennett. That's pretty ironic. Oh, and yes, you did say the F word on sideline to sideline in week six of 2018 show. And you denied it then too. Anyway, John. You three, did say the F word. I did not say the f word john 316 oh, says something dude, about winning football dude. games can you believe Aust- that taylor please <laughs> we can't we can't say the f word. editing it tonight baby oh, austin 316 says i just whooped your butt coach x 316 says just read my damn picks i read your damn picks all right are you really going to take that f word out sure now we need to seriously <laughs> i mean at some point we need to be family not manson family but i mean we just family, talked about family hookers and blow and all that. Well, but you shouldn't have said that. I didn't say I that. I guess that was all me saying that. <laughs> and you should knock that out, too. Oh, that's a lot of work, man. All right, let's get into it. Class- I need a delay button. Eight-second delay over here. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Click. Oh, man. All right, let's get into it. Class 4A, Division 1. We always start in Region 1. Talk about it, Grant. All right, Springtown, 9-3, and three, taking on an 11-1 Brownwood over at Crowley Stadium, 7 o'clock on Friday. I believe this is a doubleheader, right? Part of a doubleheader. Oh, is it? 
three A. Yeah. Oh, I that's think right. There's, there's a three A in there. I don't, yeah. Is it, yeah, that's right. You're right. And that that stadium over there in Crowley nice. is nice. It's really nice. Really nice. Springtown is without their quarterback yeah. Hudson Hewlett, who's out with a leg injury. Uh, it all falls on the shoulders of uh, their running back Drake uh, Doggett, I guess. Uh, the problem is this Brownwood defense, nobody ever talks about it. Look, we talk about, I call a quarterback. Yep. This Brownwood defense has only given up an average of 14 points a game. Yeah, and against some really good offenses, too. Yeah, uh, and really the, good offense. And the thing that gets, you know, that, that's the thing that got lost to that Stephenville game um, because they did give up a couple drives to a third string quarterback. But, you know, in the moment, those things can happen. That, that, that doesn't tell your whole story. Um, yeah. Look, I was ready. Um, if Springtown would have come into this game healthier, mainly their quarterback, I was ready to call for an upset. I think a slight upset. I, I, I was can't, not. I can't do that now. I, I, I was not. Well, I, mean, I, I was. I think Springtown. Even, even with uh, Hudson Hewlett, I don't think uh, they would have been able to hold Brownwood. I, I I don't know hold them, but again, I'm going to go back to what my whole issue with Brownwood offensively is, is it's I call and everybody else. And I think Springtown had enough on offense to counter that before mm. Hewlett got hurt. Yeah, I don't and know. So, I think that Brownwood defense is too good to let that happen. Either way, I mean, we this is a Springtown it. defense that held Decatur to twenty-three points a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's that's true. You got a point there. Either way, it's Brownwood. Yeah, in now this it's, game, it's right? Brownwood now. All right, and and, and 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 I'm not saying that Springtown would have won by four touchdowns. It would have been a close game, but yeah, it's Brownwood. Coach X, I said something. Uh, Coach X did one for every game on four. What the hell? Or almost every game. Uh, guy, uh, I'm sorry. Remember that time Spinal Tap was on the Simpsons and they left after 15 minutes and said, good night, Springton. There will be no encore. That's what I think when I see Springtown. I also think that Brownwood and Midland Greenwood, Midland Greenwood should start a rivalry, the Wood Bowl. The war to settle whose wood is the brownest and greenest. Just take some penicillin. That'll clear it up. Right, Grant? Right, Grant? Why would I know? I don't know. Give me the brownest wood to win this one. So we all have It brown doesn't wood. always clear everything, though. That is true. Sometimes, you have, to, itch sometimes you have to pretend you have a bad tooth for one antibiotics, wait a month, and pretend you have a cough for another. Yeah, antibiotic. and just hope you don't have a special lady friend that sees all the that. Ant, the ant bed down below after that. The all fire right. crotch. Lubbock has to cut a 10 2 versus there Decatur. Eight and Again, four versus Friday. At Rolling Blue. Abilene Shotwell Stadium. What say you, Mr. Goodwin? Well, Estacado, man, what a uh, look. They have been so under the radar. Quarterback DJ Johnson is a beast, man. He is hard to stop. They're running back Bobby Ross, as good, if not better. One of the best players in 4A, especially in this region, uh, has got very just overlooked yeah. right they're taking on a decatur team with nate palmer at running back that is impossible to stop their defense is really good though the stats don't show up yeah. but you look at their first four games exactly. of the year and it's going to look worse because they have played a very tough schedule give me decatur but i'm telling you that's all predicated on decatur's defense able to Slow down, Bobby Ross. Yeah, I like Lava Castacado in this game. Do you um, really? I, I think it's an upset. It would be an upset. Yeah, it'd yes. be an upset. I, I was buying all into Lava Castacado and tool that Brownwood game uh, in district. And when Brownwood dumped them 35 to 14, I, I took a step back. Uh, but beating Canyon, and I know Canyon had kind of started showing some warts later in the season, but still, and it's not just beating Something the went Eagles. wrong with Canyon. Yeah, so, and I don't, it wasn't like last year with injuries, but I agree with you. Something at the end, but still. Not just beating them, but beating them forty-two to twenty-one. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I don't know. Decatur, it feels like, like, I, I, like, what is 
So we, we talk about Decatur all year. Decatur has played a tough schedule. Yes. But what is their defining win? Springtown? I mean, because yeah, they lost to I Anna. Guess, they lost to Ryder. They lost to Stephenville. They lost to Alvarado. Uh, their wins are Pampa. They were in uh, all of those late, though. They were in much. all of them late. Uh, well, the Ryder game got away from them. But Ryder's, I mean, depth. Even though Decatur's a big four, a Ryder's depth at the 5 a A really just, good defensive front for Yeah, Ryder. Real, very athletic. Uh, but I just, all year long, it, it's when they've played teams below them, they've won comfortably. When they've played teams at or above them, they've lost. Mm-hmm. I don't know this, and I still I agree this would be an upset. I'm just thinking the Matadors finally find that consistency that sometimes driven me crazy as a fan, uh, and and what William Blaylock's done there. I I just I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe finally it's their time. All right, so I think it's going to be Brownwood oh, and, and Decatur in yep. the Region One final. You think it's going to be uh, Brownwood and Escado right. in the Region final? Yep. And here's what Coach X has to say: Got to go with Estacado here. Why, you ask? I don't have to tell you anything. Bam, bam. That Dakota Ca- Decatur coach did make me laugh 30-plus years ago when he said, let's go in the toilet bowl. But, no, this game comes down to the issues, and Estacado has one of the coolest mascots this side of the Paladero Canyon, the Matadors. Hey, but really, how hard it is to be a Matador? You hold a cape, the bull runs at you, you move the cape, then he does it again. Except that one time Bugs Bunny put an anvil behind the cape, and that was awesome. Give me Estacado. Solid pick. I want to bring back the cape in fashion. Just wearing a cape. Just to show up at a playoff game. Yeah. Didn't Seinfeld do that? Like I, I never watched Seinfeld, so I wouldn't know. Oh, you didn't? No, I wasn't a big Seinfeld guy. But did he? I mean, I, I'm not knocking the show. I'm just no, I mean, it sounds like you're knocking the show. I would No, if you're going to do the cape, you also have to have the really fancy cane, too. Yeah, you got and a monocle com- and a top hat, I guess. Oh wow, getting all getting all Highland Parky on us. All right, so region two would be ten and two Stephenville, eleven and one Salina. This is Friday at Newsom Stadium over in Mansfield. What a what a great game! This it, is going to be a quote unquote slobber knocker. Right it, here. It's funny because this is the game we all thought would happen. Like we talked about this. And we were big on both of these teams, and and they've done great things this year. Yet somehow it feels like kind of like how did they get through it all? Because at times through injury, inconsistent play, being in Region Two, being in Region which two, has been traditionally the weaker region in four A Division One. Good right? point, and it hasn't been this last and few it years. hasn't been right. because That's you a got point. four really good teams. This is an overlooked region, so we overlook this game. But like Salina, every time I would get comfortable with Salina and feel like I was ready to be like, dude, they are back. They might win this state. They might go all the way. They'd have a game against Anna where, yes, they won, but if you go back and watch the game, Anna did as much as Salina did. Yeah. Then they get right and they're rolling. And then they beat Dallas Carter, but, man, Dallas Carter ran for 399 yards. Carter and it was a close game. It was a lot better yeah, than what we, we I had, even gave him credit yeah. for. I think you were on Carter a little earlier than I was. But I, I, I agreed with you, too, that they were inconsistent and all that. But then the Panther Creek game happened. But then, lo and behold, Panther Creek's still alive. So it's just Salina has just been really weird. And then with Stephenville, you know, they start off the year losing to Heritage, no shame. They, they lose to Abilene Wiley, no shame. Then they have the injuries. But I feel like the injury, it felt like it galvanized that team. There was that moment in that Brownwood game. It forced game, that defense to, yeah, sh- to step up. To step that up Stephen completely. Defense stepped up. Yeah, and 
you know, and to go back to comparison, that like Ryder, Stephenville beat them twenty-one to nothing, and and Ryder beat Decatur thirty-five to fourteen. Um, I, I don't know what Stephenville has done after that injury. And I know he's back and he's healthy, but I think that made that team ten times better. Yeah, uh, Ryan I, Gafford's back, yeah. and I was surprised that he came back so quickly out of, after that injury and now, what is throwing on elbow. but dang still man it, and you know it's still bad. gotta bother me you know it's still hurting it's still it still probably feels like it's on a, a a shelf ready to pop out at any moment but anyway i i'm gonna tell you right now look harrison williams for uh, uh, running back for salina is the x factor in this game uh with the salina defense i know the stephenville defense is going to be just as good but give me harrison williams and salina to pull up maybe and upset here would you call that an upset i would because i think steamville wins by three touchdowns i I think salina wins this game by under one touchdown i think it's nip and tuck close all the way but i think salina guts out the win here the thing is either team can gut out a win they both um, they both have skins on the wall and they both gutted out wins over the years and this year as well so, Again, yeah, I agree. I just think Stephenville wins by three touchdowns. Okay, I, I, I think Salina. I don't wins, think Salina. But a close one. I, I just don't think Salina can do enough offensively to move the ball against the Stephenville defense. I think they can though, and then and they might. But I'm just I'm going off of, how, you know, just going off of how I feel. And this no, I'm de- not this saying defense you're wrong, even though you're wrong, I think you're wrong. <laughs> but I'm not saying oh. you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I just I think at the end of the day, I think Stephenville's defense is going to give Salina fits. I don't know if Salina's passing game has has developed enough, and I think Knox Porter is a really solid quarterback. But I don't know if it's developed enough that where when they really need it against a team like Stephenville, will they be able to, to throw the ball? And they're going to have to be able to throw the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to run the, a, a lick against Stephenville. All right. Uh, they'll take on, on Coach X, Coach X, Coach X. Sucks, doesn't it? Dude, put on your hard hat and let's go to work. Two high school football blue bloods here. Hey, why isn't it red blood? If you're a blue blood, doesn't that mean your mom is also your sister or something? Yeah, actually it does. Like when we were describing cool stuff in the country, we say red-blooded American fun, or I'm a red-blooded proud American, so how come we don't say that about high school football? Well, this red-blood blooded Texans say the Bobcats are going to bite the yellow jacket hive and not get stung. Bobcats win. All right. What's the next matchup? All right. So I've got Salina taking on the winner of Panther <coughs> Creek and Anna. You have uh Stephenville taking on the uh, winner of Panther Creek and Anna in the state uh, region semifinals mm-hmm. or region finals. I'm sorry. Um, Frisco Panther Creek, 11 and one Anna, 11 and one Anna's only lost to, to uh, was that? They lost two. I just went blank. Uh, Salina, 42-40. Yeah, that's right. In a classic yeah, overtime game. Three Panther season. Creek's only loss was to Salina yep. as well. Uh, Panther Creek no, has... No, no. Wait, yeah, Salina. Sorry, I thought yeah, you said Panther Creek's only loss. Yeah, to right. Salina. Yeah. Sorry. Censor me. No. Censoring me? Panther no, that, Creek beat Salina. Uh, did they? Yeah, they beat them in the last week of the season. They get the win Oh, that's right. Again, that's week right. 10, we don't yeah, tend to... that's right. Yeah. I, Good Lord. Yep. Okay, that's right. Uh, so Panther Creek has a great quarterback in Braxton Roberts. So does uh, Anna, though, the more athletic quarterback, a dual-threat quarterback, and uh, Zeandre Williams. This one's tough. Because oh, yeah. Anna's defense only allows about 15 points a game. Uh, Panther Creek with uh, Braxton Roberts and Christian um, uh, Trickett, who averages about 1,300 yards receiving. Um 
you know, Robert's about what almost 4,000 yards passing. I think it's like 3890, something like that. Yeah. Uh, they're going to push this Anna defense, but I like Anna uh, in a close one here. I think it's Anna and Salina in the region final. Yeah. And, and look, I, I know China Springs defense ha- had kind of fallen off. And I know that China Springs played a lot of football over the last couple of years. Yep. And you could kind of start seeing that their schedule and their district was wearing them down. I'm not, it wasn't that Anna beat China Spring, it was beat them handily. Yeah, that, that, that told almost me. three touchdowns. Right? And I go back, and, and you do this every year, and nine times out of ten, you're right. I go back to you after seeing Anna for the first time, and you looked at me and you said, Anna's better than they were last year. They are. I, and, I, and, I really think they are. And, and I don't think Frisco Panther Creek is better than anybody that Anna played last year. No. Nope. Even going back to losing to China Spring. I think China Spring of this year would beat uh, – I mean, China Spring of last year would beat Panther Creek of this year by three touchdowns. Good. And so if Anna's better than that team last year that lost to China Spring but took them to the mat, then beat China Spring this year, I just – I don't know. I'm going with you. Andre Williams, that offense – you brought up the defense. The defense gets lost in this. And you somebody's going to say, well, what about that Paris game? It was only 21 to 20. Well, hey, guess what? Panther Creek beat Dallas Pinkston 21 to 20. I mean, yeah. who's the better almost loss right there? And by the right. way, Pinkston actually was a really solid team this year. They're not terrible. But this is it's still Pinkston. So if you're going to throw out the Anna 21 to 20 over Paris, a playoff team, then you got to throw out the, the 21 to 20 that, that Panther Creek survived. I just think Anna has the, the, the playoff experience. I think they're yeah, and they got the dudes. They got the dudes. All the way across. They got chips on their shoulders. They have all that. I, I like Anna to win, and, and I don't think it'll be a blowout. But I don't think it'll be super. I think by the end of the game, we're going to know who the better team was. I, I think sense. so too. Yeah. All right. Coach X says, Panther Creek looked at their school and said, "Hey, we're Panther Creek, so our mascot should be the Panthers." Good job, school board. What if every school in Frisco did that? The Frisco Emerson Emersons, the Frisco Heritage Heritage. You know, Lebanon Trail is the Lebanon Trail Trailblazers. That's that's kind of the same way. Y'all is cre- y'all are as creative as the people that live in West Virginia. Hey guys, we're naming states. What do you want to be called? Uh, well, what are they going with? That state to your east? That's Virginia. That sounds good. We'll be West Virginia. Really? There are only like 13 states right now. We have good names like Nebraska, Kansas, Texas. How about one of those? Nope, West Virginia's good for us. Give me Anna and tell Melissa I'm so sorry about last week. <laughs> I think Virginia and West Virginia ought to consolidate, make one team. That would be a fun state. Wait, what would you do with your colleges, though? No, one college. What would it be called? Virginia, West Virginia? No, just Virginia. By we the way, Vir- call, call them all, like, just call them all Virginia. But why would West Virginia want to give up the West? You got to give them. So if you're going to consolidate, you got to compromise. I don't like your logic. Virginia West. <laughs> that sounds like a Virginia. That sounds West. like a stripper you used to know. All right, let's go to Region Three. Portia East. <laughs> All right, let's go to Region Three. Kilgore eleven and one versus Needville ten and two. Friday two thirty p.m. Friday or Friday at Porter's Randall Reed Stadium. We will be there. I am so looking forward to this game. Yeah. You and I. Yeah, doozy, man. You and I tend to, when we when we do these shows, we, for about an hour before we start recording, we're doing some notes. And usually we kind of talk college pro, but we immediately got into this game off the air because this is one of the games of the week. I can see 400 different ways this game plays out. Yeah. I legitimately can see both sides winning. I see 
the reasons why both sides could win. But I also, in the back of my mind, I still feel like I could see Kilgore boat racing by the end. I don't know about boat racing. Look, I know Kilgore's 11 and one with one of the tougher schedules uh, in the state, but you got to remember like Needville sitting here at 10 and two with Deshaun Burton, one of the best running backs in the four a right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalen Sweeney, the quarterback, a dual threat quarterback uh, who can burn you with both his arms and his legs. Uh, that's going to, that's going to kind of put some pressure on this. Oh, no, I defense. totally agree. hundred percent agree with you on that. You know, Needville played close to Bay City. They played close to Iowa. Uh, no, they played close to Iowa Colony. Iowa Colony. Bay City got away from them. If you're a, a Needville bit, fan. But they were still oh, in it. 50 to 17. Yeah, but I, if, I think if, it, in, they were in it for like a half. Yeah, I think right? it, And if you're a Needville fan or a Bay City fan or know that district, let us know. Grant and Terry at S2SSport.com what happened in that game. Um, I do find I do find it funny that in this region – it kind of become the who's the better district, 9-4-A or 12-4-A. A little bit of back talk. Bay City coach Robert Jones made a little comments. I do think it's interesting that you've got both – you've got two matchups, but, so 12-4-A and 9-4-A. I'm just telling it. you, Bay City – or Needville <laughs> played close. I'm I'm going to take Bay City out of this because you're right. You're yeah, right. Throw the highest and yeah. lowest, throw them out. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Needville played Iowa Colony to within a, within a few points. Yep. Iowa Colony – for all intents and purposes, blows out people. Lindell, yep. right? Yep. Lindell loses to Kilgore by about the same amount. Um, so Kilgore Ergo. beats them <laughs> by about the same amount. Yep. So I, I, I really think this is going to be close just by calibration, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think Kilgore wins this football game because I think Kilgore's uh, – Back end is really good, and their defensive front is really good. They can mix it up on offense, but I'm telling you, this is uh, this this could be a doozy. It, um, I I like Kilgore in this game by seven to ten points uh, to take on the winner of Chapel Hill and Iowa Colony. But give me Kilgore in this one in a seven ten point game. I think. All right, here's why I think it could be a Kilgore blowout. Okay, Needville not as bad. As it was a few years ago, what was that, 2019? When the they defense? That defense. And this defense yeah. this year, not as bad, but they give up points against good teams. They gave up, and they give up points against okay teams. Like they gave up 42 to Navasota, 45 to Iowa Colony, that 50 to Bay, Bay City, which I'm throwing out as far as that, but the points, it's there. Kilgore held Carthage to 30. Kilgore held Gilmer to 24. Kilgore held Lindell to 29. Kilgore held Chapel Hill to 16. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you can't beat, if you can't score points on a with a Chapel Hill offense that we can talk about how far they've progressed or if they've regressed, but still athletically, they present you problems on the ground and through the air. If you can't do it, then I just don't know if a team and Keelan Sweeney is a really solid running or quarterback. But at the end of the day, Needville needs Deshaun Burton to run for 150 yards to win games. Absolutely. Maybe two, maybe 200. Yeah. And I just don't see that against Kilgore. This just feels like one of those games where Kilgore's defense just reminds everybody how good they are. And that yeah. offense, and I'm telling you, and you know, and you know this, but for all the talk about what th- this offense does running the game, running the ball, Man, they can hit that play over the top with, with Stoker at wide receiver. They're they're just an SEC, an yes. old 
school SEC Run type Run until you team. bring your safeties up and hit you over the top. That's right. Didn't do it all again the next drive. Yeah. I, I, I think this could be a very good first half. I do think, though, at the end of the day, Kilgore wears them down. Let's see what Coach X has to say. So, Needville really wants to beat Kilgore. Well, I want to be in a hot tub with Scarlett Johansson, but that ain't happening either. Kilgore is looking like they could win, win Region 3, and I am rolling with them. So, all three believe that Kilgore is going to win the game. Yeah, I all think right? so. And right, they'll take on the winner of Chapel Hill, 10-2, and, and Iowa Colony, 12-0. and 0. This Look, is over at Shenandoah uh, Wood Forest uh, Stadium. There's right? only one reason we're not going to this game, and that's because Silsby-Belleville. This is, to yeah. me, a honey of a game because, again, like the Kilgore-Needville game, I can see this one playing out. You know, yeah. does Chapel, if Chapel Hill plays a clean game on offense – they, they can score. Iowa County gives up points. Iowa County's defense is solid, but they've given up points this year. But if Chapel Hill starts spitting a bit and fumbling, I can see Iowa County just well rolling them over. Chapel Hill has to be consistent. Demetrius Brisbane, the quarterback, has to be on his game. They cannot turn the ball over. Ricky Stewart at running back has to be on his game because this defense, I know Iowa Colony gives up some points, but they get stronger in the second half. They do. They just they, they, I don't know this defensive front and that back end starts to take over games and maybe it's the depth I don't know but offensively you know Carson White at quarterback the very young quarterback he doesn't care he doesn't know if he's making mistakes or misreading he's he just, just going out balling whatever he does if he makes a mistake he comes back and he corrects it the next time doesn't think about it uh, they got. Aaron Tenner at running back. I mean, this is just a really, really. We tried solid. to tell people you can't, you can't put your thumb on it. Like, like everything is solid. Yeah, and honestly, and, and we'll talk about them. They getting, just got dudes. All yeah, the way they remind and me they of Bernie. Like yeah. they remind me of Bernie last year. Bernie was yeah. depth. Bernie, I mean, Bernie but had they're great. So quick defensively yes. that they just sets themselves apart from yes. a lot of other things. But, you but think they can you give can up, run on them. Yeah, and you can't. At, well, at times, like I know Deshaun Burton had a pretty, but I mean, he's special. And I do yeah. think this is a score. I think points are scored in this game. I, I don't think either team is holding each other. Unless unless Chapel Hill starts turning the ball over, mm -hmm. I, I think this is one of those 42 to 40 type games. By I, I think this Iowa Colony defense holds it down a little bit. I really do. I think Iowa Colony's defense is rounding into form. Um, I think they limit them, not like Kilgore did. Yeah, yeah, but I know what you're talking about. But they'll keep them under 30, and I think Iowa Colony scores 40-plus. I, so I, I no like problem. Iowa Colony versus Kilgore in the um, region finals. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. All right, here's what Coach X has to say. Man, I was so sure that this game would be Chapel Hill versus Lindell. Right, let's go, Eagle. False. I was not sure of that fact. In fact, I picked the Pioneers to win, and guess what they did? I think we're going to have to sell you some cheese to go with your wine and tears. Boy, Hillman, wow. I'm just going to go kick up my scotch and a cigar in my robe and watch the Bulldogs beat the Pioneers. Happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Lambert. That boy didn't own a robe. No, a cigar to him was a black and it's mild. It's a stolen robe from Marriott from coaching school. No, Motel 6. Or Motel and 6. And he, they don't he, give robes and he Motel takes 6. It, well, that's why We've been stolen. in plenty of them. And he takes his, he so takes they his, don't have robes he takes his steal. <laughs> he takes his black and mild and he dips it in the NyQuil. <laughs> Feels like it takes the edge off every day. Purple drink. Trying to figure smoke. out his well, he can't afford purple drink. He's trying to figure out his <laughs> new what he's gonna do to his punt and shoot offense for next year. All right. Region four. This region is gonna four. be a good one. San Antonio Davenport, nine and three. 
taking on the Lavernia Bears, who are 10 and 2. This is over at Alamo Stadium in San Antonio, 7 o'clock on Friday. This right here is a very underrated game. This game could go either way. Davenport has Tristan Hamlin, who has almost 3,000 yards passing at quarterback. Uh, Barrett Fallon at running back, and then two really good receivers in the Grumman kid and Kyler Payne. Uh, but man, this Lavernia offense led by uh, Keegan Hijack at quarterback, a dual threat. Nobody's stopping yet. Well, first off, my hat goes off to the Bears because they pulled off, I still think, a pretty darn impressive upset. Uh, one of the bigger ones. Maybe it wasn't an upset. I, I still think it was. I still think in, in the terms of that of what Bernie had done last year and this year it was. But, hey, that, an upset doesn't mean anything bad. Heck, we all talk about Liberty Ilo upsetting Gilmer in 2007, one of the greatest upsets. People forget the second part of that story. Oh, Liberty Ilo got healthy and also went in one state. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying like Lavernio can't. Um, you and I kept telling people about Davenport. We compared them to Iowa Colony. A new school, you can't point to i mean you can point to guys like you said their quarterback but you can't point to that and say that's the difference the difference is is there a 5a numbered school playing in 4a and they've got depth yeah and we've seen that now they have they have i don't want to say spit the bit because two of their losses were to 5a teams they did lose to burn it in an upset in district but ever since then man they've been fine they beat a beville jones last week that was hot. I mean, I, I don't know how good the Trojans were, but they beat Kyle Allen and, and they beat him by 50. Actually, yeah, beat him by 40. Excuse me. Um, I, I'm kind of starting to lean to Lavernia though, man. It feels I'm, like I'm taking Lavernia in this game. I, I think this Schmidt is a one position game. Yeah. With their quarterback and pretty good defense. Yeah. Give me Lavernia in this. They'll take on the winner of uh, Port Lavaca Calhoun and Alice being played over at Matador Stadium in Seguin on Friday. What a great stadium that is, by yes, the way. Yes, it is. We haven't watched a game there, but we drove by it a couple of times, right? And we were mm -hmm. like, man, I'd love to see a game there. Did Coach X have a uh, Davenport? No, we didn't. That's what I was looking for. Uh, so Calhoun running the slot T. Alice going to spread it out. Give me Alice in a close one. I think Alice and Lavernia will make a nice uh, region final, region four final. You know, give credit, you know, with all the talk about Kyle Atwood moving from Alice to Holiday. Mm -hmm. Give credit to J.R. Castello, the court or the coach, and what he's done. First, they got their first district championship in like 15 years. Uh, they, they have, what, one law or two losses on the year, both early, both against uh, 5A schools. It, I, I, I just – I don't know what to think about them. Like it's hard to watch film on them. They beat Cal Island, but Cal Island was down this year. They beat Lampasas last week, but I have told you Lampasas is exactly what we thought about Lampasas. They could score with people, but they gave up points. Port Lavaca, man, that's slot T dude. And, and for all the talk, we were talking about Lavernia, you know, they beat Lavernia 21, 14, uh, in district play. Uh, they beat Burnett in last week, 42 to 14. I just think the sand crabs will, will play keep away with that offense. And, and I think they're just a little too much, but I do think, Hey, I don't have a feel for this game. So I'm literally pulling this one out the back end. I do think it's going to be a good game though. Either way. Yeah. I right. do too. And coach X doesn't have anything else. So that's going to do it for four, a division one. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to do it all again for a division two right here on sideline to sideline. The four a edition brought to you by SI design and printing on L four media. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. 
L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See habla espanol. I want to thank our sponsors, including Small Town Society. You can find them online at Shop Small Town Society. For all your clothing needs, you have game day gear, they have holiday gear, they have state gear, inspiration gear. Uh, they have it all, mostly for the ladies, but they have some great guy shirts. We have the one right here that's Hedrick Fields for Franklin. You've got a couple of the shirts. And, and man, I wore this the other day. These things are soft. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I buy a lot of my shirts online because I like to get, you know, what you call kitschy shirts with things that I like. And You'll get a great shirt with a great logo, but it'll be kind of, you know, caustic against you. And then two washes in, it's starting to show, it's starting to fray. That ain't going to happen. This is some really good quality there. Also, right now, use the discount code free shipping on all retail orders. And guess what you get? You get free shipping. Find them online, shopsmalltownsociety.com. Find them on Facebook. Just type in Small Town Society Apparel Company. We appreciate them being the sponsor of not only this show, but also the title sponsor of the Franklin Football Show. Average Farms, we always talk about our trips, all the great food we eat, and Average Farms make it to where you can get some of that great steak, hamburger, brisket, ribs, whatever you want to do, you can get it at home, and you can get it at home for great prices, such as their Best of West Texas box. That's two thick-cut ribeye steaks, two thick-cut New York strips, Chuckeye steaks, a package of Average Farms jerky. Okay, now I want some jerky. Uh, and also send it as a gift. Hey, it's Christmas time, so it's about time to start ordering that. You can send it with a gift as a, on a personalized card. All that for 150 bucks. And you, as a connoisseur of meat, you can attest that that's a good price for that much of quality meat. In Texas, Wagyu is quality meat. I don't know if I'm a connoisseur of meat, you but are, I like meat. You love the meat. You're always telling how much you how much meat you get on the weekend. I eat on the weekends, not get. I'm sorry. I'm married now, so no. Wait, does that change anything? They have a farm club. That means you can get uh, monthly deals. They also have other boxes like their Grillmaster box, their West Texas Family box. They have the ground beef stock up. That's 20 pounds or 10 pounds of ground beef. All of this, of course, they raise from birth to harvest there on the farm. Check them out online, averagefarm.com, and we do appreciate them for being a sponsor here in the playoffs. Well, since we're already here, I mean, let's just go ahead and get right into it. That's right. 4A Division Division 2, Region 1, Monahan's 12-0, Canyon West Plains 11-1 over at Pirate Stadium in Lubbock on Friday at 7 o'clock. Canyon West Plains, great offense, led by Reed Macon at uh, quarterback Jordy Hernandez at running back. uh, King uh, Talent. King Talent. Yeah, that's right. At receiver, but they're taking on a Monahan's defense that's 
only allowing about 14 points a game on average. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've talked about Monahan's. you know, A, they a few years ago made that change from their old school offense, and we we yeah. saw it when it was bad. I mean, that Midland Greenwood they game. They had the dudes, but it was yeah, bad. Yeah, it was bad. Because you could tell they didn't know Over what they were doing. Greenwood that night. Yeah, yeah, and then that was a good Greenwood team. That's the team that took PG to the mat in the state semifinals that year. Um, But, man, two years ago, they started figuring it out, and they went 9-4. and four. They answered back last year with 10 and four. And we talked about that. This could be a team that if they continue that maturation, kind of what we talked about with Chapel Hill hasn't quite done that. Monahan's has, and here they are at 12 and Oh, man, that Canyon West team. And they're we, good. We but went I'm going with Monahan's in this one, man. I'm going West Plains because we went West Plains all year. Like that was I my was, region pick for at the beginning of the year in the big arts program special. Monahan's will win this football game. Watch. Hide and watch. Okay. All right, let's see what Coach X. It's going to be a close one. Oh, yeah. No, either way. I think, I mean, their only loss, West Plains' only loss was to Bushland, 47 to 41 at the beginning of the year. Since then, I was trying to look. They haven't, their closest uh, game since then would have been Paladuro, 14 to 7, all the way in September. Uh, You know, everybody else they've beaten by at least two or three touchdowns. You look at Monahan's, they're not, they're basically the same thing. Uh, Their closest game was probably Andrews early in the year. Uh, man, they rolled through. I knew they were undefeated, but man, the scores and 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 yes, one four A Division two is not the greatest, but still, when you beat teams seventy two to seven and sixty nine to thirteen, that kind of stands out a little bit. I just think this uh, Monahan's defense has something to say about this. So I think I the like concern. Monahan's. I think the concern I have with the defense is I don't really know if they played. A, 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 what you'd call a stellar group sure, of offenses, but, but I don't know if West Plains has either. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say. Damn it, West Texas is strong this year. Not so much in straight football, but in the names of schools and towns that are killing it. West Plains, Cisco, Clyde, Jimmy Nettie, Happy. Great names. West Plains would have been a little bit better had they gone with the searchers as their that would actually would have been a really good mascot as their mascot, but you can't always get what you want. That's a great line. Somebody should write a song about that. Give me the wolves. All right. <laughs> He's been pretty funny this week. I'll give it to him. All right, what's the next one? All right, so I'm the only one having uh, Monahan's. I'm actually a little surprised, but I like it. I like it. I, I'm not. Okay, I'm not saying it's a terrible pick at all. I, I love what Monahan's has done. Again, partly, I if I'm going to go with them as a region champion in August, and they've done nothing to change that, I, I'm going to go with what I pick. All right, uh, they'll take on the winner of Seminole and Glenrose. Seminole eleven and one, Glenrose eight and four. This is over uh, Wildcat Stadium, Abilene, on Friday at two thirty. Uh, Look, Seminole comes in with uh, Watt Holstrom at quarterback and Logan uh, McCormick at receiver. Two really big playmakers for uh, Seminole. One of the reasons they're 11 and 1. The thing is, man, Canyon uh, Evans, the quarterback for quarterback uh, for Glen Rose, 3,570 yards passing uh, this year. Two really good receivers. The defense has gotten better. Yes. Uh, for the Tigers, I like Glen Rose to win this ball game and go up against uh, Monahan's in the region finals. There's no way I can go against uh, Seminole after what they did last week. And I know we don't talk a lot, but they were down 30 points to Wichita Falls Hershey. Game is over. Great season. You're already packing the gear. They storm back and kick a field goal with no time left. To you don't win think sometimes that takes a little bit out of you? Oh, 100%. You see but, like an NBA team yeah. going up and down the court, losing, and then they make that they make that run to come back only to wear themselves out. But then there's the other side. 
that win propels him. And also, I don't think Glenn Rose is, I mean, Glenn Rose is good. I don't, I don't think Glenn Rose is some formidable opponent. I think Lynn Rose is a very solid team. I don't team. think Seminole is either. Well, no, I don't. That's why I think the, this is a great game. I yeah, think this I is think an absolutely a, great game. I think, it's an excellent game. I think, but I think Glenn Rose, where they're at in the region, who they played, yeah. has played better. I mean, just played better teams. And I think Glenn Rose, yeah, they did. But Seminole didn't have to play those teams that Glenn Rose did, I don't think. I think Glenn Rose wins this football game. I have no problem. And by the way, no matter what happens, you know, you and I always talk about this. Glen Rose is normally a program that takes a big step and then they have to kind of rebuild. This was supposed to be the rebuilding year. Right. And here they are at eight and four. And you're right. Their losses have been good. As far as who they've played have been good losses. Grandview, Graham, Brownwood, and Springtown. I just think Seminole's kind of, there's always that team that has a little bit of magic after some like that. No, that's right. And I think Glen Rose is a good team, but not an, oh my God, they can't be beat. So I'm going to go with Seminole in the, I don't even know if that, I think this is probably a pick them. I don't know. Would it be an an upset? All right, let's go to region two. And there was an upset. Aubrey nine and three versus Gilmer nine and three Friday commerce's Memorial stadium at 4 PM. Hey, hats off to Aubrey. Yeah. We buried them early. They started the season slow. I buried them last week. I thought after seeing how Van had played, I was like, Van is going to beat Aubrey. I actually thought it was going to be by a couple of touchdowns. I did too. Aubrey said, nope. And they actually, again, it wasn't, and it wasn't one they of those. They reversed the whip on Van, Yeah, right? there wasn't they no. They did what, to Van, what we thought Van was going to exactly. do. Exactly. You can't, if you're a Van fan, you can't be like, oh, it was a fluke. No, you get beat 35 to 14, you got beat. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, Gilmer. They won, but the same thing happened. You and I felt, hey, it's Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale is a solid program, but Sunnyvale is going to, you know, they're not going to be able to handle Gilmer. And Gilmer pulled some Gilmer magic that they tend to do, and they they won. But I'm going to tell you what, that defense is starting to look bad again. Six, 42 against center, I get. 38 against Sunnyvale, mm. I think Aubrey keeps it going. I, I'm going with Aubrey in an upset. I know okay. it's an upset, but I it is an upset. I, I like Gilmer, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Tell me, tell me again why though. Well, I mean, you you, you look at what they've done. Like I said, we buried them at the beginning of the year. They lost to Sunnyvale, Anna, and Fran, uh, Franco, uh, Frisco, Panther Creek. And but since then, not bad losses at no, all. No, not bad losses. I'd like to have been a little bit more competitive. But if you and again, early, early, but compare. Gilmer beat Sunnyvale by three. Aubrey lost to Sunnyvale by three. I think at the end of the day, that's the you know yeah. the same. You, you look at their. This is probably a different Aubrey team. Oh, I would from think when so too. Lost. And by the way, this was a team that was supposed to take a step back. You know, last year they were loaded for Bear and they they were ten and three. And, and this was supposed to be the year that they reloaded. They had lost Jeff Runyon and Cameron Fields. Cameron Fields a great running back. That offensive line though was what came back. Xavier McCoy, he's real big. And he also plays defense. And this is one of the things, and I know Gilmer does play some guys two-way, but this is one of the things I think could hurt Aubrey with that Gilmer offensive line, that Gilmer running game. If they start leaning on this defensive front for Aubrey, who is also having to turn around and play offensive snaps, I think that that could get Aubrey in trouble. Uh, But I don't know. I just... I I don't think this Aubrey defense can slow Gilmer down. And let me tell you this. I know... Gilmer's giving up points and everybody's down on that defense and it's because they're young, right? Yeah. Watch Gilmer's defense hold Aubrey to 28 points and under this week. I would Watch. be very, very surprised. It, it's going to happen. 
Gilmer will hold. You've Aubrey. been big on them all year defensively. I get uh, no, it. No, I, I have just, not been big. Well, I mean, on you, them. Keep saying, you, keep saying, you keep saying that. You keep saying. You keep saying they're getting and, better. They're getting better. I, I just went and saw them, and I saw how young they are. Well, yeah, they're and young, I, and, and I think they're going to be good next year. I know, but I'm just saying they will hold this Aubrey offense to 28 points and under. I really think Gilmer will win this football game. All right. Uh, Coach X actually, he didn't have a saying, but he actually picked Aubrey too. I thought I was going to be the only one picking Aubrey on that. No, nope. I mean, that's not a bad pick, actually. I mean, they're both nine and three, and you could compare records and, and schedules and say that they both played really good teams. So this might be a toss up game. I'm just taking Gilmer because um, I like that Gilmer offense, and I think that defense is going to figure it out. And I don't think Aubrey can do enough to mix it up against his Gilmer defense. All right. But uh, they play the winner of <laughs> Pleasant Grove and Carthage. And that's the problem there, right? Um, I've been going back and forth on this game. I came into the studio tonight prepared to pick Pleasant Grove. Wow. But I am not. I'm picking Carthage in this one. This this Carthage team, I when I think about it more, look, uh, this is the team that can beat Carthage. They oh, can. Yeah, Carthage Johnson, the quarterback, is almost unstoppable. Uh, Jalen Bordley at, at running back, almost unstoppable. Uh, their defensive Lance Jackson can just give. I mean, give you so much hell up front. Uh, but this Carthage offensive line and defensive line and linebackers for four quarters is a tough row to hoe. Uh, I think Jet Surratt's figuring it out at quarterback KJ Edwards, which I don't know that he's playing right. I, I think he might be hurt, uh, as is Manning might not be playing. I, you know, I, I don't know if they're playing or not, but I think they might be out. Even if they're out, Carthage in the lines, and it, it's tough. But I think Carthage might eke this one out. And again, I was coming into the studio thinking I was going to pick Pleasant Grove, but yeah. I have done an about face, and I think Carthage up front is going to do enough to win a classic over at Pine Tree on Friday. It's funny. I've been the exact same way as you. Mm -hmm. And I came into the studio. It was going to be Carthage. It was going to be Carthage by more than we think. But, man, you talk about those injuries, and those aren't. This ain't guys that you. I'm not 100 I mean, on that, knowing this. Yeah, I'm, no, just, but I, I'm just. I, but even even before that, I just I go back to that Pleasant Grove defensive line, mm -hmm. and as good as Kilgore's defensive front is at times, and not just times all year, and as great as Carthage's offensive line is, that uh, that defensive front and for me for Pleasant Grove is special, and, and I and offensively it took them a few games. But man, they figured it out, yeah. and they're doing things they've never done in formations. They've they've done these things back in the old formations. I can't think of the quarterback now when they won state. One of the best at running that offense and throwing it over. Yeah, right. But but when you look at Johnson at quarterback, it's just different. I mean, he's just different. He's so quick, and, and I I just think Pleasant Grove, and I think Carthage is a year early. And, and, and you and I have talked about it. If you're going to beat Carthage, it has to be this round or the next round. You don't beat them in state. Well, Pleasant Grove's going to beat Carthage. They better be up by two to three touchdowns at half because Scott Surratt is going to make adjustments. Exactly right, 100%. You and, better be and, up by two possessions or more. But that Pleasant Grove coaching staff is pretty darn good as well. They are. They are. Um, but I, Jamie, I think if this we're is betting one of, on coaching staffs, 
Oh, no, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I think it, it's funny because Pleasant Grove, this is one of those, they haven't quite reached that summit of beating Carthage. But this is one of the coaching staffs that I think is at least in the ballpark with Carthage. This coaching staff has won state champions. This coaching staff was basically a Jordan and Whittington amazing game away from winning three state, three straight state championships. But coaching staffs were saying a skin on the wall or skins. But I mean, on both have skins. Yes, Carthage has more, but Pleasant Grove has multiple skins on I'm the wall. I'm not trying too. to talk you out of it. Oh, no. And is, I was in the same is, spot as you were. This is what we do. We talk. About. I was in the same spot as you coming in to. To the studio, I was going to pick Pleasant Grove, but I, I'm going Carthage now. You know what sucks about Carthage? When I'm sitting here and I've got uh, oh, Carthage sucks now. Huh? No, listen. When when you when a team at four A Division two loses Connor Cuff, Noah Patty, Keystone Allison, DeAndre Mary, Jacari and Rocamore, Montreal Hatton, you go, oh man, great group. They're going to take a step. No, they might be better. Um, but you do bring up one thing, Scott Surratt. Or not Scott, uh, quarterback Surratt. Can't think of his first Jet. name. Jet, thank you. Um, he's still wobbly at times. Even in that van game, oh, yeah, he's yeah. still wobbly. I and, mean, it's being a it's, yeah, being it's, a it's just learning. Yeah, yeah, it's just being a sophomore. Right. His his talent, you and I said this when we we said this watching him warm up a few years ago as a, a ninth grader or eighth grader, just throwing the ball. His physical talent, he might end up being the best one out of a he quarterback factory of, of Carthage. I just think he's still, I, I don't know this. I, I just think Pleasant Grove is more experienced. Pleasant Grove is more older. I don't want to say physical, but older. Uh, they could be just as physical as Carthage. They're at least so just as physical. Push. Yeah. So I, dude, this has been tough. And, and I, no matter what pick I go, I will feel, I will feel I'm wrong. I'm going to go Pleasant Grove. It just okay. feels like that. Let's see what Coach no problem with that. has to say. Well, I said it last week, and I'll say it this week. I've been told PG has the greatest team in the history of East Texas, and they're going to beat everybody. And so far, they have. But guess what? They haven't played Carthage yet. So they can't have beaten everybody because they haven't played everybody. And if they lose to Carthage, they won't get to play everybody. So then the previous <laughs> statement can't be true. What? Doesn't it feel like as he's writing this, he's figuring like it's a lot, like he thinks he's being smart. Like, oh, I'm figuring this out as I go. He's like Matt Damon writing in the air. Yes. <laughs> On a Goodwill well, That's really me. You're Matt, da Matt Damon? No. Well, I'm a mathematical dumbass. All right. Or a prodigy. Uh, and if they lose the, the oh, here we go. Is, is, is that what a paradox is or a catch 22? Terry, you seem to know stuff about words. Is that true? <laughs> is it a paradox <laughs> or a paradigm? Uh, oh, thank you. See? Air fist bump. That was thank nice, you. sir. Yeah, I, I read it. I told you that the source too. I got you last year would really help, buddy. I love um, dinosaurs. <laughs> and then you just you wipe away all the good stuff you said. Anyway, he says, give me the Bulldogs. Yeah, right. this is a pick'em game. This is the most pick'em game of pick'em games of pick'em games. I, whoever, as long as somebody doesn't say, Oh, I think somebody wins by 40, I have I think you have a valid pick on that. All right, Carthage will win by 40. And How's that? <laughs> somehow no, why would that, but somehow why would that not surprise me if that happened? Right. No, that this game is <laughs> if we weren't at that game, it's because we're going to be at this game, Region 3, Silsby 12-0, and 0, mm. taking on Belleville 12-0 and 0 over uh. At, uh, in spring at uh, Planet oh. Ford Stadium, 7.30 Friday. I cannot wait for this one. We've had this one circled for, what, a few weeks? Oh, we've uh, So I, w I always do this about this time of the playoffs. I like to go back and listen to our Big R's preview shows because mm -hmm. I just kind of want to see where we were then. And you and I were in the process of working through this region, and we were like, 
at the time we thought region final, but we were like, dude, if we get Silsby Belleville, that's the game you got to be at. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, yeah, about four weeks ago, we really started seeing where the collision was going to happen. And we were like, yeah, look, Pleasant Grove Carthage. We've seen that's awesome. They've both won state. They're both great. I want to see this one because this one, this just feels you've got style versus style athleticism versus athleticism, but in different ways, you right. got maybe the best defensive lineman in all of Texas. You, DJ Sanders. Yes. You had everything you want in a playoff game. And if, if this game is not a one point game, I might be a little sad. If this turns into Belleville West Orange start, I'm going to talk one, a next year. <laughs> I don't want to talk. No, I, I think this is going to, man, I, I, I don't know how to pick this game. I own this. This I is tougher either. than Pleasant Grove Carthage for me. Look, this Belleville defense has only allowed 60 po- 62 points all year. DJ Sanders has just – he's drawn – at defensive end has drawn double teams all year. I'll put it this way. I, I want to say this real quick. Uh-huh. That first snap when West Orange Stark had got the ball, mm-hmm. he co- – I have never seen a defensive tackle – set the edge because he shot through the gap so quick. And we're talking, he's maybe three steps off the hash and the running back is already having to cut inside on a designed pitch play or a a, a play to the outside. I don't know if it was a pitch. Yeah. And that's the thing with DJ Sanders. I say defensive end. You said defensive tackle. He plays all over, man. He's a different technique every third play. And you could tell, you could tell. And, but regardless of what technique he is like a nine or a two, right. mm -hmm. It's going to require two guys to come in and free others up but the thing is he doesn't just fall down on the the the, the oh no double. this now he I was, mean he just pushes it back into the play so you have to be able if you're a quarterback like Silsby's um uh, uh quarterback all of a sudden I just went to my notes over there uh, Michael Mosier yes uh you've got to have your heart uh hot route Right. If you're in a throwing down, you have to have your hot route right in the back of your mind and know exactly where to go with it because DJ Sanders is going to be back well, there pretty quick. Right. Yeah. So anything downfield, you're going to have to block down it up. 15 yards plus something that's not a quick hitter is going to take a uh, mammoth, mammoth, uh, what did I say? Like a mammoth. Just effort by your yeah. offensive so, line. And to two offensive linemen. Maybe three. Well, you can't commit three. I mean, you're going to have to. Sometimes there's no way you commit three. I mean, if he's coming up that A gap, you're going to have to have your center guard and possibly another guard, your other guard coming back across. I mean, you're going to have to do something. So in today's in today's football world, that's like playing a cover five on the back end. I mean, <laughs> at some to, point, something's got to get. Well, but that's my point. And so in today's offensive football, it, it, when you see when you see the quarterback or the offensive lineman pointing out they're they're locating the mic the mic mm-hmm. linebacker and you set your protection to that when you play Belleville you set your protection to the defensive lineman because as you said we were watching him when he moved around West Orange Stark the offensive line's pointing every play they were trying to point that's where he is do not forget where he's in yeah. and then he would still just go right through the there's gap a, like there's a saying. reason this guy's going to Bama well that's why I said and he's, he's, he's just Ed a junior Oliver. He's right. at Oliver. Is he a junior this year? I think he's just Holy a junior. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a freshman. You, so so far, you said oh, the F word in this show and the S word. My God. I'm just saying my grandmother. <laughs> never mind. She died two, two months ago. Three months ago. You can't use that anymore, man. I know. That's sad. Sorry. No, I'm just used to having her here. But She's anyway. Not, 
Thanks for drawing it out of me, asshole. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You can say ass. You just can't say the F and the S word. So, but <laughs> now defensively, Belleville is going to have to put up with Traylon Miller. Oh, yeah. And saying all that, if you're playing Traylon the best Miller, offense you've played all year. Uh, and Traylon Miller, one of the best athletes, not just in the state, not just in this class, but in the country. Yep. If he's 100%, we don't know he's 100%, but if he's 100%, and you got to go to a guy, you get Draylon Miller in space, and it's church, and, right? And yes, 100%. I mean, and then, oh, Ashton Cartwright, probably one of the top five receivers in 4A Division Two, And Jaden Miller, the junior, is not too bad either. Yeah, and Trey Kibbles, running back. I'm, I'm just, you know, it's not like Belleville's got it easy. Oh, no, and, and here's the other thing. Silsby's defense and Belleville's offense both are pretty damn good too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that that's why wow. we're going to this game. Yeah. It's such a toss-up. I'm going Belleville, though. I am going Belleville just for the simple fact that I, I look, if you take DJ Sanders out of this game, um, I you know, look, I think uh Silsby's maybe gonna struggle a little bit with the slot T. Mm -hmm. I, I think they did a good a decent job against Vider. I think Vider in the first half, I actually watched that game online, um, went back and watched it. Um, and Vider at times had some success, but, but Vider and Belleville are two well, different teams, again, but they still run the same yeah, offense, But right? again, first game of the year, you're getting some guys on Silsby who never played it, stepped a game on varsity. Right, that's, but I yeah. think that's a plus I think that's a great Vider. plus for them because you got that memory, that muscle memory of assignment football. Right. And that's what you got to beat slot T. We can talk about physicality. At the end of the day, it's assignment football. It you, is. You cannot. And you got to be ready to get cut. Yep. And, and you're going to get frustrated. Your legs yeah. are going to hurt, but you can't. Yeah, you're going to have some scabs on your shins. And but... there's that old saying, it's like the screenplay. If you break through a gap on a slot T and it looks like you have a open, like you're about to have a five-yard loss tackle, uh -huh. you just messed up because <laughs> right. the ball's now on your back hip yeah. and you're out of the play. You see it in your peripheral yeah, vision. Yeah, you see it in your peripheral vision. So that, That's exactly God, right. Um, <sighs> and, I got... and, but I will say this. Belleville slot T is – the new Liberty Hill slot T as far as Liberty Hill used to run it perfectly for yeah. years and they still run it pretty darn good. Yeah. But Grady Rose company. Does it feel Belleville like Belleville runs slot it as good, if not better now, as far as, and they got three dudes to do it in, um, uh, DD Burris and Raniki yeah, Raniki. and, uh, Corian Hurd hood. I'm going to say this, and if you're a, if you're a Liberty Hill fan and you're still listening to four, hey, appreciate it. I don't mean this in a bad way, but it feels like Belleville is almost a little bit more physical with their slot T, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't slot, know. When you when you look at Liberty Hill, it was technique and, and great offensive line play, great offense. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. There's just when when Belleville's got this rolling man, they are steamrolling offensive linemen. And maybe I've got right. the West Orange Stark thing in my mind, but that's what I have to go on. I mean, they were knocking West Orange Stark. Game I know, I know. But I mean, anyway, West Orange Stark, man. Okay, they, so they had no, <laughs> they had no uh, desire to be in that yeah, game exactly. after one. I like Belleville in this game. I think it's close. I think we're in for a doozy over in spring. <clears throat> I have Silsby. Do you? I have no other reason than I just at the end of the day. Well, I, I mean, think Belleville has not faced a team as athletic and dynamic offensively as Silsby. So I exactly. see that, but I'm just going with. 
And I still what think Belleville has on both sides of the ball. I still go back to the end of the day, Silsby in nine four a division two, wearing down a, a Hampshire Finette, mm-hmm. wearing down a Jasper, wearing down at the time a West Orange start that was still engaged and and playing. I just go back to that, and I just think maybe at the end of the day, Silsby seemed just a little bit better. Well, overall. up until Belleville, uh, one of the best teams I had seen was Silsby against Hampton yeah, Finette. Yeah. And I was I walked away from there thinking, oh my gosh, yep, I don't know did. who's gonna be able to beat Silsby. And, and then it, we saw Belleville West Orange start, and I'm thinking who in the world is gonna beat Belleville. Belleville. So I got these two unbeatable teams. Yeah. And I don't know. That's what it's, that's Make, how it's supposed to be in this round. Bigger though. balls, better man wins, right? <laughs> yes. All that's right. how it should be in this round. It should yep. we should have every game be a pick'em in this round. All right. They'll take on the winner of Jasper eight and four and Quero twelve and oh. That's playing uh being played over a very, very nice stadium at Freedom Field in Iowa Colony on Friday at three o'clock. Um this one's kind of a toss up too. <laughs> By I, records, I, think, I so. think Quero uh, is the favorite. I, I think Jasper has something to say about this. I'm going to take Quero, but I would not be surprised to see Jasper win this game and it be a Jasper or Silsby. Jasper I have Jasper. I'm going Jasper. Are you? I, I, I have see, nothing I, wrong with that. I, look, I, I love what Quero's done this year and last year. Jared Fickett came in, and a lot of people thought there was going to be a step back, and they didn't. Uh, they beat Silsby. Controversial mm-hmm. or not, they still scored 50 points against the Silsby team last year. Yeah. Mason Natero at quarterback. We've talked about him all year. Daly Gibbs. But I go back to Jasper and what you said. Who they've played, they've been losses, but they've all been losses that were competitive. All yeah. were losses that you could make the case. Outside of the Franklin one, I know the score was close, but Franklin pushed Jasper around. Yeah. But, but Quero, as good as Quero is, they, they're just not Franklin. That's a different thing. Uh, I look at Jasper and Ty Anthony Smith. I think we talk about Belleville and the defensive lineman. I think Smith is might be one of the best linebackers in the state. I'd probably Going so. to A&M. Um, Absolutely. Probably I, one I think of the best ones. where they can get in trouble at times is offensively they lose. They kind of lose the, the, the narrative. But in saying that, they scored 50 against Connolly, and and what they did against Connolly's defense or offense was the thing, held them to seven. And we can talk about Connolly being up and down, but they've played a tough schedule. Usually Connolly scores. Mm-hmm. And so to hold them to seven, this just feels like that classic game where you write off the team that doesn't score as pretty, but they're really defensive and they have ugly losses as far as numbers, four. And Quero looks really pretty, and then usually those defenses rue the day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Jasper. I'm, I should probably go with Jasper. I'm going I think Quero's the, on this. The, the, the favorite and, and deservedly for. By the way, Jeannie Garrett, did you see that on our Facebook? Yeah, I did. That was funny. She a Quero fan. She talked a little too early in that Hampshire Finette game. And then Hampshire Finette kind of came back and she's like, I realized I needed to shut up. But anyway, we appreciate her listening. All right, Coach X has something here. Hey, and this will be his last one for the day. Hey, Sheriff, who's the most what? Thank you, sponsors. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sponsors. Hey, Sheriff, who's the most dangerous bandit to ever roam South Texas? Well, sit down, boys, and I'll tell you about the man they call Jasper Quero. He was the meanest half-Persian, half-Mexican bandit south of the Wachus River. Why he beat them all. Bulldogs, eagles, lions, tigers, and it didn't matter. He robbed all of them of wins and golden balls. So who's going to win this week, Sheriff? Well, Quero has a brother named Jose. He's a friend of mine. He said his brother would get it done. I guess that's in his way saying Quero. Trying to figure out how Jasper and the Natchez River, or even, I guess Quero's close. Never mind. 
All okay. right, let's finish it off in He's region four. Closer to the Sabine and Jasper, right? Yes, yes. Okay, just making sure. Okay. And it, sometimes his geography is a little off, right? <laughs> Everything about that man's a little yeah, off, is. dude. It is. All right, region four, 12 and 0, Wimberley taking on an 11 and 0, or 11 and 1, Ingleside Mustangs. Look, Ingleside averages almost 50 po- 52 points a game on offense. Their quarterback, Aiden Jack- Jacobson, 3,370 yards passing. Nathan Ambrose at running back, 1,540 yards rushing. Uh, the receiver has almost 1,800 yards receiving, but they're taking on a defense of Wimberley. We've seen it in person, right? Well, I did. Online. Well, I, saw, seen, I saw it against passes. Yeah, you did, and I saw it online against uh, Brock. They're only uh, allowing about 11.5 points a game. And, and that's the thing, you know, we talk about, you, you kind of lose things on because you get focused on one side of the ball. With Wimberley, it's Cody Stever and it's Noah Birdsong. And it's a really big offensive line, but this defense. Yeah. They're, they're and not, the running game, though, for Wimberley is probably outside of the defense, one of the most unsung yes, heroes of this Wimberley offense. And, and they do such a great job of putting the defense in bad situations because you, you're looking, yeah. you want to roll that safety over to Birdsong, that's fine. They're going to use that. And they're going to run to the other side. Pick your poison. Yeah, pick your poison. And, you know, the defense isn't going to put up a lot of gorgeous numbers, but they play complimentary football to their offense. Oh, here we go. What? Complimentary football. I'm out. Sorry. You don't like complimentary football? I just don't like the term anymore. It's been overdone. It's overdone. (laughs) Yeah. Twice I don't really understand what they mean. Yeah, you do. (laughs) No, I don't. So, complimentary football is when you're both sides of the ball help each other. So back, so in 2020, I'm going to give you comparison. In 2020, when Dallas Cowboys could score all day long, uh-huh. their defense couldn't stop anybody. That's not complimentary football. You're forcing your offense to always have to score. Or you can uh-huh. have a great defense and a bad offense, and your offense is always forcing your defense to have to make the, the, the last play. So they just shorten a good offense, bad defense, vice versa. No, complimentary okay. is a good offense and a good defense that might either one side might not be dominant, but they pick each other up when needed. Okay, offense, I don't like the term. Okay. Sorry. What? So I'm going to opt out on the Sinton-Navarro game. You know, you I'm, just, I'm just done. Me too. Sent nine and two. <laughs> Hang on, who do you have in the game? You never even picked the oh, game. The game. No, Wimberly. Okay, wait. Tell Playoff Tree you're sorry. Why do I have to tell us sorry? Because you used the douchebag term. What? You're saying the same thing the NFL oh, I, guys do. Dude, I do. No. Okay, uh, uh, say, say you're sorry. Right? Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. No, Playoff Tree, I'm sorry. Playoff Tree, I'm sorry. Now touch Playoff Tree. Now touch. All right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. No, who do you have, Wimberley or Ingleside? I got Wimberley. I got Wimberley as well. All right. Thank you for being complimentary broadcaster. <laughs> Sitting nine and two versus Geronimo Navarro, nine and three. This play and played over in Jordanton, uh, 7.30 on Friday. Give me Sitting, but this could be a good one. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. And and I'll tell you this. I, I, I did not think. Sinton was going to win last week. I, I was about to say, I'm eating my words about Sinton. I thought it was going to be like, I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was last year because Lagosta wasn't as good as they were last year. I didn't think it was going to be 42 to seven, but I've, I've lived on the, hey, in this region, that side of the region doesn't really have great football. Well, you know what? Two of them are still playing. Yeah. Whether Ingleside wins or not, two of them are still playing. And they do have good football. Sometimes, though, it's down 
maybe it's up this time. And I think it might be with, with I We're mean, not this, this too is too far removed from sitting making a state championship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Uh, and and Sin's always. I mean, again, we've had that debate: are they a region? Uh, stalwart because of the side they play. It's the same thing when Quero was back in that region. Quero would, you know, has and that a, part of the region. It's Quero the part has a, of the region. It's not the region. Yeah, it's, it's the part but, of but the yeah, region. And, yeah, the and, lower part. Yes, and, yeah. and Wimberley's district, 13-4A last year, they all only eliminated each other. Yeah. I mean, that that and, and I thought that was going to happen this year. Bandera beat Gerald. Sinton beat Lago Vista. And all of a sudden, I mean, Sinton Wimberley next week, because I think Sinton wins. And I, I don't think it's comfortable because Navarro's offense slows you down. Uh, yeah. Well, Navarro can beat you up. And I would be, uh, Navarro's that team that is primed to make upsets, right? Yeah, that's true. Because of that, they, well, again, talking about slot T's and how they run them. Navarro is not going to wow you when they run it. It's not Belleville. It's not Liberty Hill. It's not even Port Lavaca. It's slow. It's three yards, but then it's another take three that yards. Every day. Then it's another three yeah. yards. And, and talking to Laga Vista's coach in the season in district, he he talked about it like you. He goes, you can literally get bored as a coach against it because you just there's nothing you can do. Yeah. You can make all your adjustments, but if you're not winning at the point of the attack, you're just not going to win at the point you, of the attack. Yeah, you can tell your backers to make the read, make the read, make the read, but. <laughs> If, if the reads there, you still got to execute. You still got, and that's in yeah. right there. That's a, we're in a world today where everybody talks coaching, and rightfully so. But at the end of the day, the coaching can be great. But if you can't beat that guard twenty out of thirty well, snaps, coach, all you're you're just coaching them to be in position to make the play. Yeah, they've got to do the rest. Right, they've got to be physical enough and be able to match up against the guy that's pulling exactly. around. Right, yep. it's six four. You know. 305 yep. or whatever. Yeah, and, so. But I still think Sinton at the end of the day, I like them to win this. I game. like, but I think this is good. A, a good game. I like Sinton though. I think it'll be Sinton and Wimberley in the region four final. I agree. Now we can do this. One thing, tough. <laughs> one thing, everybody, for joining us. Uh, be safe on this Thanksgiving week, whether you're traveling for food or football or for both. I want to remind everybody you can find us on Twitter at Grant and Terry. You can like us on Facebook, sideline to sideline. Email us, Grant and Terry at S2Sport.com. Hope your team wins. If they do or they don't, let's meet back next week and talk about these region champions right here on sideline to sideline, the 4 edition brought to you by SI Design and Printing on S2Sports, part of L4 Media. Square by the 